Hey there, Astros fans. Jordan Alvarez is set to debut this Thursday. The Astros' relief pitching situation is coming into shape, and the Gold Rush jerseys are going to be released March 22nd at midnight at Minute Maid Union Station. We'll talk about this and so much more, and maybe WBC stuff on tonight's Locked on Astros. Let's go. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Greg H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at when you're watching World Baseball Classic and doing Locked On Astros? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. All right, yeah, this has been a great game. I've been watching it since the beginning, and um, I know that uh, Merrill Kelly wanted to stay in that game a little bit longer, but um, I think Mark DeRosa is is playing this a little bit more aggressive than he said uh, Dusty Baker would. But, guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Go and keep on subscribing to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the Locked On Astros podcast every day. Thank you very much. And we do appreciate everybody that subscribes to us and um, and sends us a comment and tells us we're doing a great job and everything like that. So I know that most of the players are back. Uh, I think Kyle Tucker is still at the WBC. Uh, he's not playing right now, but we'll talk about that in a second. And Ryan Presley is over there with Team USA. He's the, he's the closer, uh, what, USA's closer or whatever. That, that he phrase. is America's America's closer. closer. Okay, that's right. So uh, I know that he's. Uh, those are the only guys that are not with the Astros at the moment outside of the guys injured. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. We do have some updates about Michael Brantley. Jordan Alvarez, and there are some roster moves today. And the big roster moves are going to be kind of shuffling up the whole what we thought was going to be opening day roster. So there's a lot to talk about. We wanted to get it in, and uh, that way we could watch the end of this uh, WBC uh, game. But, yeah, this this whole um, classic has been great to watch. And, Brett, um, I know we lost Jose Altuve to it. And it sucks, but uh, th- this whole thing has been very exciting. I mean, tickets to this game were averaging one hundred eighty-five dollars. See, I think I would have, I think I would have paid that if I was there in Miami. Um, I paid zero dollars. How can you say free to the game I went to? Because a friend of mine that bought them, he only paid twenty bucks for those, but he gave my son and I, um, Paul. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That was a great memory. But the next game, the game after it, uh, which was the Dominican Republic and um, and Puerto Rico, those tickets were close to two hundred something dollars. Look, this is a great tournament. Yeah, players have gotten hurt. We hate that all two base out like two months. We got Brantley who won't. We'll get to that. We we got Jordan Alvarez who's just getting ramped up. Lance McCullers is on the IL. So 
it kind of stings because he's the heart and soul of your team. But none of these players, you're not going to change their minds. They're not going to not play. You can complain if you want to. But having the USA versus Japan in the final game is definitely something to be watched because you got Mike Trout on one side, you got Shohei Otani on the other. Look, it's probably the only way they can get to a title game while being on the Angels because as long as they're part of the Angels, I don't think they're going to touch the playoffs or a World Series. So good for them. Um, but the pitcher's performance tonight from the USA side has, has been less than stellar. And Rob Manfred actually talked about that today. He actually kind of threw some shade at the pitchers that are there. Hopefully not Ryan Presley, but he said, we want star power in our pitching like we have star power in our lineup. So that's kind of something I know we hadn't talked to say we're going to talk a whole lot about WBC, but I thought that was pretty important ties into what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Rob Manfred had a whole bunch of other comments too, but um, I'm going to see what this sounds like uh, in a second, but all right, we have some breaking news from uh, West Palm beach. Dusty Baker has said that Jordan Alvarez will make his debut on Thursday. Is there something else? you? No, no, I was waiting. I was, I was paused because I was excited okay. about what you were saying. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Alvarez is going to make his, uh, debut this spring on Thursday. He's been hitting the, the, taking some bats on the field every other day. They've been taking it very slow. He didn't take the, he didn't swing a bat for the first of the month. And so he hasn't really um, he hasn't really done much since right. he come to camp. And Dusty Baker said, we don't know yet. We hope so if he's going to be ready for opening day. And he's hoping so. Hopefully we've done it right with him and by him. He knows his, himself better than anybody. So if he's not ready for opening day. Yay. Well, well they're hopeful that he'll be their opening day. I, I really think he will be. But you don't want to put the cart before the horse. You don't want to say, yes, he definitely will be ready if something comes up, something goes wrong. Here is the silver lining in all this, even in Altuve, is it's the first part of the season, okay? And I would rather them get it right and not rush him back and him not be injured or play hurt and then something crop up in June or July and then him be out August, September, possibly October. So it's all about not necessarily load management, but managing these injuries smartly because over 162 games, Eric, it's a long season. And even with the shortened game, even with the pitch clock and all that stuff, it's still a long season. And Jordan Alvarez is too important to this team to risk that. So I think they're being smart about it. It's going to be awesome to see him out there. It's going to be kind of a sigh of relief for Astros fans. So, um, I don't think they're being coy about it. I just think they're saying, look, our goal is that he's there at opening day. And if that's the best news we got on him, I would rather them say that than he won't be back till mid-April or May, right. you know? Yeah, so there's only like five to six games left in spring training, right. including the games in exhibition uh, versus the Space Cowboys, uh, who have a brief name change. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah. um, definitely something to kind of keep an eye on what's going on with Alvarez and the Astros are going to do what's best for their young slugger because uh, we know that another older slugger, I don't like calling him that, but Michael Brantley is most likely not going to be ready to 
uh, for opening day. And this is what Dusty Baker said. We ran out of time, so to speak. It's okay. I said a couple of weeks ago, he's uh, Kawhi Leonard. We're willing to wait on him because we know when we get Michael back, we have an excellent player. As I read that, all I can uh, think of is um, the guy from what the office. Um, I can't think of his last name right now. Michael uh, Scott. Michael, Michael Scott. Scott. Yes. We're just Regional waiting for Michael Scott to come back and make some uh, weird uh, quirks. But um, well, yeah. Well, you know, th- the thing, Eric, that has delayed him. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, I was looking off screen. <laughs> sorry about that. The thing that has delayed him is is the personal matter where right. he's been out of camp, right? And so, for me, if it's if it's that now, I'm going to preface this by saying, I hope that if it was a personal matter that it wasn't serious, and I hope everybody in this family is okay, not to reduce the severity of anything that went on. But it's not because of his shoulder, right? So it's not a compounded thing with the injury. It's more of a personal thing. So I don't know, like, like I don't want to dig a hole here, but at least he's not dealing with an extended time because of the injury. Hopefully things are in order in his house. Things are in order with his family and the personal matter. He's able to focus because look, Michael Brantley's veteran leadership on this team is so important, not just being there in the clubhouse, but being a part of the clubhouse, especially with someone like Jose Altuve on the shelf. Michael Brantley's presence in this lineup, I think, is catamount to their success. Because, Eric, what do they historically do in April? Do they start slow or fast? Uh, Slower, I guess. They start slow. Because typically the Mariners are the April division champs. They always do that. And then we speed up and we ramp up and we take care of business. So the CS Rise crowd are going to be salty. More like see them sink. And that's what we're going to do the further along the year gets. So Michael Brantley, I just want to see him after the first week or two in there, healthy contributing in this lineup. That's what I want to see. All right. Yeah. So I know that a lot of Rangers fans are thinking that the Rangers chances of winning world series have gone up or maybe not world series, but maybe at least the AL West have gone up since Altuve's injury. And then there's a lot of people not starting the season on time, but I think it's going to take a little bit more than Altuve going out. Granted Altuve is one of the best players in games, but you have to wonder what uh, a site like FanDuel would think about the Astros chances of going back to the world series uh, following the um, Altuve's injury. That's right. So the tournament is heating up. I'm talking about the NCAA tournament, and it's a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So if you bet against the Cougars, which would be kind of lame, but if you do that and they beat the team that you bet that you go that you bet for, or I'm sorry, that you're rooting for, if you're a Hurricanes fan and you bet against the Cougars, look, you'll get $1,000 back on your first bet. That's right. It's the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Um, Anything from money line to point scores to threes drained. That's right. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance to win a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All righty. So we got more breaking news. 
Yes, we have some more breaking news. There have been some roster cuts at West Palm Beach, and according to multiple sources, um, Matt Cage, who Dana Brown and both Dusty Baker have been quoted as saying they're very high on, has been sent to minor league camp. And so this is actually a kind of big news because we know that Dusty Baker has been crying for years about having a left-handed pitcher. But yep. now he gets this left-handed pitcher that Dana Brown basically went out and I, I don't want to say overpaid, but he went out and just got the, do- the job done to get him here. And yeah. he had a great spring training. But the problem was Ronel Blanco made himself what the um, you've got to have him on the team. The uh, you, Mr. He is your, he is yeah. your long relief guy. Right. He, he, he has become a guy that they can use for more than one inning. And this right. is basically what they told him. They said, we want you to go down to AAA. We want you to pitch well because we need you to get more opportunities. And right now, the last week of spring training, it's the major league guys that are going to be getting all the reps. So there's no point of him sitting a whole nother week in, in camp with, with the big league club if he's going to start in AAA Sugarland. So, therefore, you you put him down there. Look, Matt Gage, I believe, will be on this roster sooner rather than later. Um, when you're looking at the relief core, um, I believe it's going to round out in this way. Ryan Presley, Ryan Stanek, Phil Maton, um, Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu, Hector Neres, Ronel Blanco, and fighting for that last spot is going to be Seth Martinez and Brandon Belak. And sometimes it'd be like that. So, those are the guys that are going to be there. And your other lefties, other than Matt Gage, Blake Taylor, um, he only, he's only pitched in one game after his left elbow injury. Um, and then Parker Mashinsky, who has been slowed from injuries. And then Austin Davis is still there. But they're not in need right now of a left-handed pitcher. Their right-handed guys have great reverse splits. And they have guys like Renel Blanco, like be like like Martinez, who can go multiple innings. Matt Gage is your one-inning guy. Look, I really think, Eric, you're going to see Matt Gage come in middle of the season, late in the season, and he's going to kind of play that setup role. When Montero is resting, when when Stanek is resting or Matan's not there, you're going to bring in Matt Gage, and he's going to throw hundos up, you know, across the plate, and you're going to see some strikeout power with this kid once he makes it up. Thoughts by Dusty. I'm always crying for a lefty, but the righties we have, we feel confident with them. Gage is a guy who's definitely on the radar. We urge them to go down and pitch and pitch well, and hopefully we can get him back pretty soon. We need some length, especially early. Your pitchers, if they go five or six innings, that's pretty good depending on how many pitches they throw and you don't and we don't have off day for a while, we're going to need some length or else we're going to have to get upside down in our bullpen, which you don't want to do, especially early. So the, the words of the day are length and hopefully. There you go. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully. But I think that hopefully I really think Matt Gage is a guy here that when it's all said and done, Blue Jays fans are going to go, wait, that's the guy we let go. He's really good. I I just, I liked what I saw in spring training, Mm -hmm. although it's a small sample size and he's 30. 
I know he's 30 and he's a rookie, but there's got to be something said about being that age, still being in baseball and being able to perform well when you're given the opportunity. So I think that speaks volume of what kind of character we're dealing with baseball wise. All right. So uh, Darby asked what's at the opening day street fest. Well, typically, typically they have like some barbecues out there. They have killings out there. They have a whole bunch of other little um, uh, food trucks out there. They have a live band playing. They have some jumpers. Typically they have you a can whole make bunch a poster, of like, huh? face paint posters. Yeah. They have like you can do photo opportunities with um, stuff. There's a whole bunch of different things to do. So if you want to get there early and just hang out outside, do that. But there's also uh, tons of stuff to do inside as well. So, yeah, Street Fest is awesome for opening day. But uh, we still got a little bit of time before opening day. I know everybody's getting excited about that. And uh, you know what's even more excited about? Something that's happening in midnight tonight. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Right. But uh, let's say it's going to be a gold rush or a mad rush or a something, a crazy rush to um, Minute Maid Park because uh, something's going to be flying off the shelves. Uh, it's pretty soon. Yeah, that's so. Are you going? Uh, no, but uh, I have um, somebody that's going for me if you get my drift. Hmm, maybe um, I need to throw them some bones, Venmo. If I do, <laughs> We need to talk after this. I didn't realize. So it's midnight because we're recording this at 8.38 p.m. on the 21st. Right. It's literally the midnight coming up, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking it was the next day. No, I they, may they have come to out go up there. So but I'm assuming. 22nd tonight. Well, I'm assuming people are already lined up, and I'm assuming I probably wouldn't be. I would be very deep in the back of a lineup. But look. The Astros really have go at jerseys. Say again. Would you really go at midnight? I mean, why not? It's a it's an event. It's 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 a gold rush, baby. It's the second World Series. Why wouldn't I? But let me tell the fans this because I actually reached out to the Astros themselves and asked them, look, I need actual numbers here. How much is this stuff going to cost? Because you guys and girls are going to ask us. And this is directly from the Astros. And this is with taxes included. The Gold Rush jerseys will be $200. These are um, the ones that have players' names on the back, I believe. Um, fitted hats will be $55, and the adjustable hats will be $40. The entire foyer is filled with Gold Rush jerseys. I don't know if you've seen this stuff on mm -hmm. Twitter. It's insane. I mean, they are wall-to-wall. -wall. Um, I've heard they have around 4,000-plus jerseys. They believe they're going to have enough. I'm pretty sure they're going to sell out. So if you want to get there, of course, if it's the next day and you didn't get there at midnight, you may just want to call ahead to the team store and ask them, do you have anything else? Yeah, 55 bucks for a hat. Actually, a fitted hat at Minute Maid Park is around 55 bucks anyway. So they're really not going up that much. The prices Maybe are about the same. Like yeah, if you're going to get an actual jersey, yeah, they're about the same price, which is yes. about $200. Yeah, so yeah, so they haven't really jacked these prices up. Now, if you get a fitted hat at the stadium, you're going to pay 50 to 50 to $55. If you get a fitted hat from Lids or anywhere else, it's going to be about $45 to $48. So, that's how much fitted hats are costing these days. That's really the going rate. Um, but they have it looks like just about every player on the roster. I mean, I saw Javier, I saw Tucker, I saw McCullers, Pena, you know, I'm sure they have 
most, if not all of the rostered players. So that'll be neat. Um, I hope that I get a jersey. I don't know that I'm going to go tonight. Like I said, we may need to make arrangements after the show if we can do that. But my thing is I'm excited because all championship weekend, um, they are doing the unveiling of the banner. Then you have the ring ceremony. Then on, on that Sunday of that first weekend, you have the Jeremy Pena World Series replica rings where all fans are getting them. And then on the next Wednesday, a day game, they're giving away Jordan Alvarez World Series replica rings. So all the first week, there's going to be all kinds of stuff that they're giving away. And so if you get a chance to get tickets to those ring games, go, because all fans get them every game they give them out, which I think is a great thing for the Astros to do for the fans. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's just awesome. It's going to be an awesome experience. I wish I could be able to go to it because not only – uh, if you actually buy uh, the, a package or you buy something, you can actually take a picture and the, the you know where all the players took pictures with the golden crown. I mean, right. uh, the golden uh, throne. You can actually yes. t- sit in it and take a picture with that too. You sit in the th- same throne that King Tuck sat in. That's that's a boss move. I purposely uh, wore this shirt on purpose for that reason. So um, it's gold night and it's like just being your own GM of your own team. You just, you want to get to that point where the Astros are. So let's talk about ultimate GM. Look, I'm stoked about this ultimate GM. It's our new partner, ultimate baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise, well, your dream has come true. This game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, scouting and drafting players, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of the season. All this is challenging, realistic, game world type stuff. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable online and offline. Play as you go and whenever you want to. Like, look, I'm really in a competition with the Locked On Pirates host, Ethan. And while he thinks he's building a dynasty, he doesn't know that the lean years I'm going through and the drafting I'm doing, I'm doing for one reason, to crush his team. I may be performing like the real Pittsburgh Pirates in the real world, but my team is going to become the Astros dynasty before you know it. So you'll have to check it out. If you're not following Ethan on Twitter, go check out Locked On Pirates and go listen to them. He does a great show. But right now, for Locked On Astros listeners, you get 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. I did it. Yay. There um, you go. So <laughs> it it so, took me four shows to do it, but I it's did. It's okay. So this is what Eric was doing. He was admiring his handiwork. He was admiring putting us in the right window uh, because we did just switch to a new to new software for the show. But hey, listen, look, we, we appreciate everybody on the show. Um, we know that people have different tastes and different, they like certain things. And we try to do our best to bring you guys the the best Astros podcast out there. And we're going to grow this year. We're going to have player interviews. We're going to try to do some live events. So we want y'all to be a part of that. If you go to our Twitter handle right now, I, I had two more tickets 
club level tickets handed to me to give away to the Astros versus Space Cowboys game at Minute Maid Park on March 28th. So go see how to sign up. Go see how to enter your name to win. There's only like two people entered. So the odds are good if you get in there, even if 10 people from tonight show up, that's pretty darn good odds. So go check out the Locked on Astros Twitter handle. See what you got to do to get joined in. It looks like Eric may have breaking news. According to sources, uh, the Space Cowboys will be called the Dulces de Sugarland and have an alternate identity. Uh, I probably butchered that, but that's okay. I'd turn it to you, Brett. No. Um, so apparently on uh, April 21st through the 23rd, they're going to have a basically uh, sponsored by HEB. They're going to change their name for the weekend, and it's to honor the Hispanic influence in Sugarland with a vibrant and fun logo featuring a watermelon, watermelon candy caped and flame of um, charmoy and chili powder. So it's going to be a different, uh, different uniform, everything. I have not seen it yet. Well, here's, well, go to our Twitter page. I posted pictures of the logo, the uniform and Pedro Leon sporting the hat. It's called the Copa de la Diversion collection with minor league baseball. And they are called Los Dulces de Sugarland. That is the Sugarland suite, I believe. And so, it is a sweet uniform. Now, someone said, hey, why is Corey Lee in the uniform? He's an, he's a Houston Astro. Um, but these are some sweet uniforms sponsored by HEB. And I am excited about this. Definitely have to get out there to the ballpark when they wear these. Now, you can buy the hats. You can buy the T-shirts. You can't buy the uniforms yet. I really hope they make the uniforms available because I will definitely get one of those. They are definitely popping. That hat is definitely top-notch. I think after we get off the show tonight, if I don't get a gold jersey, I'll get one of these Los Dulces de Sugarland hats. Yes, um, my Spanish is muy mal. I apologize. <laughs> Un poquito Bob. <laughs> well, look, man, um, I am going to concentrate on my Spanish this summer, and I really hope that I, that I brush up on it. But um, as we talk about these different changes and stuff, Matt Gage wasn't the only one that was relegated to AAA, a minor league camp. You also had CJ Stubbs, Marty Costas, and um, and Devin Kahn. Uh, they were also reassigned to, to a minor league camp. So we have more people going to minor league camp, getting their work where they're going to be. So if you're going to go to Sugarland this year, trust me, you're going to see some great competition. You're going to see some people battling to make it to the top. You know, I, I interviewed Corey Jolks. Um, on yesterday's show, if you haven't caught that, go listen to him. Local product, Eric. This kid, Corey, might hit 40 home runs and steal 40 bases this year. I mean, he hit 31 last year. He's had 45 in the last two years, and he said the changes to his swing and his workout routine has helped catapult his power game. And when he hits home runs, they are no doubters. He doesn't get cheap home runs. When the ball makes contact with the bat, it flies. And so I'm excited about all the great baseball that we're going to see in Sugarland, literally 23 minutes down the road. All right. Uh, to, I want to go back a little bit to the conversation yeah. we had earlier about the bullpen. Uh, I know you said uh, Brandon Belak and Seth Martinez are possibly fighting for the last bullpen spot. Right. I do agree with that. And I think that um, if you're looking at what they've done this spring training, I would say, yes, Belak has gone deeper into the games, but if you want to actually stretch somebody to be a starter down in AAA, I think Belak would be the great guy to do it. And because I think they're purposely limiting 
Blanco to three innings and that way uh, that he could still come in as a one inning reliever. So they're giving him the option of doing that. So I don't know if they're going to stretch him out to be a traditional starter, but uh, they're trying to, they're trying to do different things with him. But this week we're going to see Hunter Brown on Wednesday, Luis Garcia on Thursday and Frommer Valdez for probably maybe his last appearance, maybe He'll get one more. No, that was probably. I would think it would be his last because he's your opening day starter. Yes, that's true. I was just trying to do the math in my head. So, yeah, that'll be his last appearance. So, uh, I'm not going to read too much into that rotation because you still got to throw in uh, Christian Javier. Then you got to throw in uh, Jose Arquiti, who came back from pitching with Team Mexico. The, my only takeaway from watching Arquiti pitch a little bit and with Team Mexico is he did okay. Uh, he's throwing too many uh, walks, though. Well, his his velo's down a little bit. I know some people were talking about that. So we were talking about Luis Garcia's velo is like, look, guys, velo being down in a World Baseball Classic doesn't concern me. I want to see what they do in a Major League Baseball game. The and we've talked about this when I interviewed um, Joe Thon when he was with Fayetteville. Now he's moved up. I believe he's gone to Double A Corpus. Um, he's a strike thrower. And strike throwers, what happens? They're vulnerable to giving up hits. It's all about placement for him. Jose Arquiti is the smooth, calm worker on the mound. What I wonder is with the pitch clock, if they don't tweak it, which they're talking about tweaking it a little bit, they've got to make it longer. I guess it's here to stay, but someone like Jose Arquiti, who's more of a methodic pitcher, Eric, I think he stands to benefit less from a pitch clock. Now, Urquidy's not super slow to the mound anyway, so his his speed of the mound may be non-consequential with the pitch clock, but he's more of a cerebral-type pitcher. So I think Urquidy's going to be fine. But I really think this year, Luis Garcia is going to have a surprising – like he's going to have a year that everyone's right. expecting Javier and Valdez to have these like banner years go for Cy Young. Luis Garcia might also be in the mix towards the end of the year because he started out really hot since losing the cha-cha slide that he used to do. Yeah, we'll have to talk a little bit more about the role changes, but to kind of preview them a little bit, yeah. the hitters also will be given time to be set in the batter's box with at least eight seconds left of the pitch clock, preventing quick pitches. We saw that one guy, I think Freddie Peralta, pit, uh, strike out one guy in, what, eight, uh, 14 seconds or something? So I think they're preventing uh, quick pitches and stuff like that. And you also, uh, if uh, let's say that you see, um, let's say Kyle Tucker make this great catch in the outfield and he's leading off uh, the next yes. inning, he's going to be okay. given some extended time to get to the to his at bat. So they're, they've been talking to players and they're going to be making some changes to some of the rules. And they said, uh, Manfred uh, spoke today, he said, they're not set in stone. They realize that the rules are not perfect, so they're going to adjust it. But you know what's not being adjusted is the 15 seconds with no one on base, 20 seconds with runners on base. That's still going to be there to stay. Yeah, I just – it just seems to me like they know and understand the problems that could be. Another frustrating thing that Rob Manfred said in there was we're not so much going to change it now. We kind of want to see it play out in the regular season to see where it goes. And I'm like – why do you want to screw around with it for a month and go, oh, you know what? This really sucks. It doesn't work. 
why not go ahead and tweak it now? To me, if they would have given more time and then reduced it, it would have been easier than having this reduced time and go all of a sudden now you have an extra five seconds. Because you got guys like Contreras, you you had an Astros pitcher on the mound today get get dinged for um, a pitch clock violation. You're having batters get dinged. I mean, even Altuve. I get it. People want a shorter game. I don't like it. I don't. I I have to accept it. But at the end of the day, what's best for the pitcher? The pitcher's health. The hitter. Um, are these quick pitches? Are are people going to get hit more? Are pitchers going to be more wild? Are they going to get injured? I guess we'll have to see. Right. So guys, I think that's all we got for this edition of locked on Astros podcast. We still have so much that we got to cover like uh, with Brantley likely not making the open day roster and maybe Alvarez, who does that open a roster spot for? We'll definitely talk about that. Are we going to see Justin Deer then make the roster? And how do you make opening a uh, spot on the 40 man roster for him? Because he's not on there. And there's so much for this, us to discuss about. We'll look at the rules a little bit more. And uh, there's so much with opening day just around the corner, guys. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Astros podcast. We are your only Astros daily at, uh, podcast out there. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. You can find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. And until tomorrow, go Strohs. And we're going to go finish watching this uh, this classic game here. Go Strohs.